Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi The Next Class. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. This show is not for kids, as we have frank discussions about sex, drugs, and violence. Listener discretion advised. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been like a month or so. I yeah. Say. Maybe it's, three weeks. Yes. Yeah, so I wanted to give a little explanation as to uh, what Jesse and I were going through. Um, so basically we've been gone because my dad uh, kind of suddenly passed away, um, which is ironic that we are today recording on Father's Day. Hey. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Uh, it was it was sudden. He had like an infection, and he was older and had dementia. And it was it wasn't going to be worth it to um, put him through surgery because there wasn't a guarantee that he'd survive surgery. So uh, he went into hospice, and so I was home in New Hampshire for about three weeks. Um, to which you know I brought my microphone. Jesse and I were like, we could record, but you know, <laughs> depression is a hell of a drug, and just decided not you to. Were, you were very busy. I was. You very, had a lot to do. I was v busy planning funerals and such. Um, so now I guess the character I identify most with uh, on Degrassi is Wheels, and he's from Degrassi Junior High. I don't know. We, you haven't watched it yet, right, Jesse? I gave the DVDs to no. Beth, but. Uh, Wheels, both of his parents died in a car accident. Um, and then his Jesus. character arc was he became a huge asshole. So get ready, y'all. <laughs> I'm about to be a cunt. <laughs> um, granted, I'm 30 and not 16. So we'll see. True. Um, but yes, he was very mean to his grandparents. <laughs> and I don't have any grandparents left either. So, um, no, me either. <laughs> Jesus. We're so, getting old. Yeah, we're getting old. Uh, I am down two parents. Yeah all four grandparents, um, and an uncle. So, Mm. so if everybody else around me could just keep on surviving, I'd really appreciate that. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, oh God, I'm wheels now, which I always really liked wheels, but, Mm -hmm. um, he did become a huge dick. Uh, similar to Lala on (laughs) 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 but I, I'm personally not one to use my grief to be an asshole. Right. I'm usually in, insanely understanding and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> hopefully I shouldn't hopefully I shouldn't become an all out asshole right. just because of grief, but I think I'm I think I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm going to drastically change. Um, but I like to give myself room to change. You know what I mean? Like if I <laughs> if I so choose, if I really want right. to be an asshole. Um, yeah, cause I'll say, <laughs> I was an asshole the other night to Emilio. He doesn't listen to this podcast like a jerk, so I can say whatever I want about him, really. Um, <laughs> he was upset that I didn't ask him about his trip to Vegas. And, uh, well, I think he was more upset that his other friends didn't ask. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I know you have things going on. And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and then I was like, so tell me about Vegas. And he was like, well, I don't want to tell you now. And I was like, then go to bed. And he was like, that's my option. And I was like, either sit here and watch Golden Girls with me or go to bed or right. tell me about Vegas. And then he just <laughs> went to bed. So, yeah, it's definitely been an emotional roller coaster. Like, I personally felt very numb over the whole situation. And then in like the last week or so, I was like, it hit me. And it was not great. Yeah. <laughs> no. I know. And I think, and I was talking to my therapist about it, and I was saying how. You know, I didn't live in the same state as him. 
and because he was in an assisted living facility it's like I didn't get daily updates from my sister about him so the whole thing feels very it's like like I'm I'm no I'm depressed but I'm like Mm. um is what's the difference in my life right now nothing you know what Mm. I mean like granted it's father's day and that sucks but like it's I don't think it's gonna hit me until like you know Christmas like or Thanksgiving you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's not gonna hit me until it's a major holiday and I have to go home and I'm like wait where's dad right grief is a weird thing Mm -hmm. and it's I think it was best explained on a Twitter feed which it was like a picture of a box and inside the box there's a button and in the box there's also a ball and the ball is bouncing around and when you first lose somebody the bo- the box is very small mm-hmm. and so the chances of the ball hitting the grief button it happens all the time right? right like it's constantly in that tiny little box and it's constantly hitting that button and you're constantly sad mm-hmm. um and like as the days and weeks and months and years go by the box gets a little bigger right and so the ball hits the grief button less but every time it hits it it's like it happened all over again right so what just fell oh sorry something fell in my i think i put a pot my macaroni and cheese pot precariously in the in the the sink and it just fell um but yeah i think that's like maybe that was my dad saying hi i like to be a creep um i think that's the best way of describing grief is that like it never that sadness never goes away it's Mm -hmm. just like you get triggered less as the years go by but every time you do get triggered it it's like it just happened so right and I weirdly actually had a dream about both my parents last night well I mean technically it was this afternoon I woke up at 1 p.m um (laughs) yeah but um which I thought was interesting because I don't normally I very I have very 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 rarely dreamed about my mom like I could probably uh, at least not that I remember, you know what I mean? Yeah. I could probably count on one hand in the 11 years since she's passed that I've had a dream about her. And it was weird. Last night I dreamed about both of them. And they were both, it was like a, it was one of those dreams where it was like they were both still alive, mm-hmm. but they were just sitting, they were both sitting in reclining chairs in the family Aww. room, my dad's old house. And they were both kind of like just opening their eyes. And it was like, wait. I remember thinking, like, in the dream, thinking, like, I thought you died. Mm-hmm. Are you guys alive again? But you're not doing anything. You're just sitting there, like, trying to blink. Like, um, but yeah, it was a very, it was a very interesting dream. Right. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to dream journal it later. <laughs> look into, look into some, uh, I don't know, some websites on what what it means. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of thought process you have, but maybe that's a, like they're together, you know, type of thing. Yeah, still doing nothing, doing nothing, <laughs> sitting, sitting and, on the couch, sitting in, yeah, sitting on the couch, rubbing each other's feet, and <laughs> that's where they want to be. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I have been playing an obsessive amount of Candy Crush. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 been a really good. Um, uh substitute for emotions mm-hmm. um <laughs> so i've just been playing so much candy crush that i literally gave myself tendinitis oh my God. um yeah i know impressive right <laughs> so we can begin now all right i've gotten that all out of the way all right so today we're talking about season two episode four hashtag buy me pizza uh we open 
in the bathroom. Zoe uh, is practicing saying ladies and gentlemen, which is probably the most important part of her audition, obviously. Ladies and gentlemen. I know she is putting emphasis. Ladies Ladies. gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah, literally just putting a different emphasis on each word and seeing which one feels right because that's really the important part of the audition, Zoe, you dumbass. Um, and she manages to give herself basically like a third degree burn with her curling iron. Like it goes straight to like bleeding. I was like, how, like, that's what made me think it was a wound that was already happened. But like, no, that was a new one. Mm. Um, she just, that's like the fucking hottest curling iron in the history of curling irons. Like, oh my God, I just bought a flat iron and it can't even get my hair straight, but she somehow managed to fucking, I don't know, burn her whole entire arm off. (laughs) to the actual Degrassi 60th anniversary gala host auditions. Uh, giving it her all, but she can't bring herself to act like she's into Winston's super rapey dialogue ending <laughs> in a kiss. It was super creepy. Oh, it is just, it's like, Winston, why did you, like, come on, dude. You are a better man than this. What right. the fuck? Yeah, no, for yeah, let's just like force whatever co-host I have to kiss me. Okay. Not Creepy. Good. No. Um, but also I'm like really confused because Zoe was literally a paid actor mm-hmm. on a hit TV show. Why can't she act right like she's into Winston? Like this shouldn't be a hard thing. You know she did it on her soap opera she was oh, on. Exactly. She was yes, exactly. She was on a soap opera. That's exactly it. So she should be able to do this. Like, I understand that it might be, like, awkward and weird because Mm -hmm. she knew Winston had a crush on her. But still, if she's a professional actor, she knows how to do this. Anyway, Zoe thinks she's got it in the bag. But Esme calls her out on not looking like she wants to kiss Winnie the Chew. Would you (laughs) like Uh, it's so cute. I if if Winston was my boyfriend in real life, I would totally (laughs) call him Winnie Winnie the the Chew. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, oh, Winnie the Chew. It's so cute. Um, anyway, uh, Esme then calls Zoe out for looking at her beautiful itty bitty titties <laughs> that are literally they are beautiful, aren't be- they? <laughs> they? They know, and they're being contained in a goddamn turtleneck. Right. So, what is she talking about? <laughs> like the whole the whole exchange is so weird mm. it's like girl you're you you do not have any cleavage right now but she like you got her she's looking at him in that sweater <laughs> i mean turtleneck but they are beautiful aren't they <laughs> mm. oh esme yes so zoe's just like winston has had the hots for me forever and esme's like Forever was a long time ago. I know. Oh my, Esme is zingers. Esme just has the fucking best one-liners. Like she, <laughs> I do, I do love Esme Crazy Train. Like she's, she's, mm-hmm. she's a, uh, a real humdinger, you know? <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen the Crazy Train for a while. No, no, we haven't. So I'm ready to full steam ahead. Currently, she's just gay baiting. Yeah, yeah. Ex- oh no, she is. Because one of the thing though is I feel like Esme is a type of girl who probably is um a little more fluid in her sexuality right you know what i mean i, I feel like that. she i could definitely see her being uh bi or pan um mm-hmm. because let's let's just be honest she she's out here giving no fucks yeah <laughs> all right next we're out front of the school but to like the right of the school just facing it just so we mm-hmm. know um <laughs> maya approaches jonah and grace and tells them that tristan wants her to mix one of her songs 
to perform with Peter and his band. He used to go to Degrassi, you know, like, it's like <laughs> he wants a Degrassi supergroup, right? For I'm like, like for all those kids at home watching the new class for the first time, I had never watched Next Generation because there's so many people just watching it without <laughs> having watching Next Generation. They're like, just so you know. So basically, Jonah and Grace are a little like, um, you mean without your actual band? And then she's like, no. It's a grassy generation super group. So then they're like, all right, that's fine. Um, Grace thinks she can get along with a few more people. And I, my favorite is that Maya thinks everyone is going to go bananas. <laughs> I was like, okay. So then Boz comes out of fucking nowhere and tells right. Grace that it takes, <laughs> she just like walks up to them. Okay. Uh, And walks up to Grace and says it takes real courage to dress like you're actively trying to repel male attention. Yes. And then follows it up with that her wardrobe tells everyone, I've got extreme damage. Oh, my God. Who does that? I mean, pickup artists. <laughs> this is so. What's so funny about this is that, like, literally, uh, it's perfect that this episode happened. And I hope we can post a picture of my beautiful hair. But I literally, <laughs> I literally dyed my hair after <laughs> after my dad passed away. I like dyed my hair to look very similar to Grace's. Like she was my inspiration. Right. I was like, I really like that blue and black. It looks really good. Um, so I recently dyed my hair, and I'm like, I'm you know, I'm telling everyone that I'm going through my adult emo phase. <laughs> And I really am actively trying to wear more black. Yes. Black on black on black. <laughs> exactly. So like I'm out here, you know, trying to repel male attention while still, you know, a fucking when I want. But um, <laughs> but really it's for me, it, I've had overwhelmingly positive responses to my hair and to wearing more black. So Nice. <laughs> I mean, they're... All different men have different tastes. Like Exactly. You can find somebody who likes the black on black look. I got I got someone with a black on black look. That's what I'm saying. I got confused because I'm I, I feel like you would think Jonah would be into that kind of thing. Like granted he's dating Frankie and in the mm. previous seasons dated the fucking church girl Becky. <laughs> but like you would think Jonah would be into that goth look but for some reason i guess he he's not but like yeah there are totally dudes that are into black on black on black right so basically grace is ready to murder him uh and then she turns to get support from her friends um however jonah who's pretty much also wearing black on black on black (laughs) tells grace that her black on black on black is kind of (laughs) terrifying uh then maya backhand compliments her by Uh. saying that she thinks it's cool that she doesn't care about looking attractive to guys yikes so yeah yeah really good friends and grace looks good like that's what i'm saying she looks cute the way she is like i don't understand I really don't. I really don't get what the fuck they're talking about. No, it, it really. I mean, make her any sense, her so. like attitude is what right is more you know repels people like exactly because she's not only like dresses tough but she acts tough exactly. When, you know, yeah, I doubt she's that tough. No, I mean she's dying. Um, yeah. No. Also, because then Maya also follows it up with uh, like on the positive side, she's always ready for a funeral. So. <laughs> I forgot, like, I was in, in over here screaming, like, don't you know that Grace is, like, low-key dying? But, like, I don't right. think Maya does yet, right? Oh, Maya yeah. doesn't know yet. Yeah, isn't it just Zoe? Zoe is the only one that knows. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, but for her to say that on top of everything, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. y'all are really fucking stabbing your friend and turning the knife. Oh. After that, after the, that exchange, Grace looks wistfully at Zig. <laughs> Glances back at her. Right. Then, then we pan over to the left side of the Degrassi stoop, because they're just on opposite sides of the front. Um... <laughs> Here, Frankie's not racist. She's just white. <laughs> like this is the thing. Is like that's probably the wokest thing that Lola could say, and it's not very woke. No, it is a really good line. <laughs> now she just wants uh, Tiny to eat the pizza and st- apparently stop talking about how racist Frankie is. Like, shut up, Tiny. <laughs> She's just white. Put this in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Zig is swiping on Tinder, um, and I love how it sounds like Tinder, but it's actually spelt like Grinder mm. because it's Tinder with no, it's not ER at the end, it's just all. Right. When he comes across Lola, uh, who has no shame, and she says that she loves that picture of her. Tiny is understandably shocked and confused, but Lola says that she only uses the app to flirt with guys until they buy her pizza. <laughs> Zig asks Tiny how it feels to have another dude's pizza in his mouth, which prompts Tiny to spit the pizza out because he's not gay, okay? <laughs> Everybody know he's not gay. He doesn't like other people's pizza in his mouth A or the dude's pizza. This? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Tiny insists that pizza isn't just pizza to guys, but Lola doesn't think it's a big deal. Tiny storms off. Pizza is never just pizza. That is some old school wisdom right there. <laughs> My grandfather always used to say pizza <laughs> isn't just pizza to guys. If they, you know what I mean? Foreshadowing. If they're going to give you pizza, they're going to want a pizza that booty. <laughs> and that's what we've learned. Oh, isn't God. that what we've learned, Lola? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Next, we're in class with Zoe and Tristan, and Zoe asks Tristan what he knows about Esme because she was messing her at the audition. I think, like, that's the way she says it, literally. Like, it's kind of flirty um, because she clearly wants to fuck Esme. Like, let's let's be honest. Um, She then asks Tristan, you believe I want to kiss guys, right? To which Tristan is like, lols. Uh, No. Zoe insists that she only liked Grace because she thought she liked her back. Okay, Zoe. Uh, she then receives the email that she is not getting a callback. Double whammy. Oh. This is the thing is that like Tristan, I feel like he is the kind of friend that would blow smoke up your ass. Mm-hmm. However, because it has to do with like her being closeted, right. he's like not having it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I like I, we've discussed before, I don't think Tristan is a good friend either. <laughs> no. Although I liked him a lot in this episode, actually. No, I did too. <laughs> I did too. But, I mean, obviously, he's going to stand his ground on, on you know, being in the LGBTQ community. Mm. I feel like that's that makes sense. But, right. Um, happy Pride, y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yeah. A couple cool last time we were Last time we recorded, it was May. So, woo, Pride. <laughs> Are you going to go to any, just Brattleboro, any Pride events? I'm not sure. I got to look into it. I was considering going to protest the straight pride parade in August. Oh, at the end of August. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a couple of my I've, friends I've, want to. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be way more protesters than actual people. Oh, yeah. Last time I... So it's in Boston, right? Mm-hmm. Last time... And I think it's by the same group who did the free speech rally. <sighs> and I went to that protest. And it was just... The entire common was, and the common in Boston is huge. Yeah. It was just 
filled with protesters and there was just like 10 people sat on a um, gazebo mm-hmm. in the middle of it with police and gates and all this right. stuff around it. Funny that they needed a safe space. Yeah, um, right, right. Oh, my God. And and it was peaceful, and it was totally peaceful until, like, I think cops got some people riled up with oh, their yeah. with the cops' behavior. But I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was peaceful that I saw. Yeah. Yeah, I'm expecting the same thing. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Because, you know, that's the thing. Like, I have to say, like, I am fully aware that companies 1,000% only do like a bunch of gay pride advertising because they want to make money Mm -hmm. but like I think it is also good to note that realizing that there there's money Mm. in gay pride meaning there's more people in America actively for gay pride Mm -hmm. than against it because you're saying if you're if you're siding with money well then that means that the people the majority of consumers Mm -hmm. are pro- are pro pride than against it at least right yeah it's not going to deter them from buying the products exactly i mean certainly i'm sure there are people out there like who see it still and are like oh we i can't buy this product anymore oh yeah everybody's aunt kathy it's not like aunt kathy (laughs) who's on the internet (laughs) you know what i mean me being like i'm not gonna use colgate toothpaste been using colgate for the last 30 years of my life but i'm not gonna use colgate anymore and you're like okay fucking see you later aunt kathy you know emilio he's like i want to go to straight pride to find a husband (laughs) oh my god boston accent (laughs) (laughs) so one of my friends um aggie said the other day was talking about one of their um non-binary friends and they go they're in a cis pool right now. <laughs> and I was loving it. Oh, that's good. I was I almost choked my water. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Our, our pride parade is, um, I will be at a party at my my friend uh, Aaron and Cisco's house because their apartment is like right above the route. And so we'll get to wash it out the windows, which is so much nicer than being outside and in the elements. And <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I've, I've never, the only time I did pride parade in the act- in actual boys town which is like our neighborhood uh, or one of them we actually a couple um i was like in somebody's apartment so i was able to see what was going on because like if i was in the actual like in the trenches of the pride parade at you know five feet tall i wouldn't be able to see anything mm. you know i'd be like i think there's people marching i can't tell right um <clears throat> so it'll be very nice to watch it um from a window and I always cry I always cry like I just oh. yeah it's it's I the moment I get once I hit drunkness I'm just like oh my god I love everybody so <laughs> that'll be cute can't wait can't wait so now we're at volleyball practice and Lola is looking extremely defeated <laughs> lying on the floor um, and she asked Goldie and Shay if she should delete certain apps just because the person you're dating wants you to. Uh, because she's so incredibly vague about the situation, of course, president of the Feminist Club and newly woke Shay say no. <laughs> until they realize that it's Tinder. Shay wants to know why she needs a dating app when she's already dating someone. Like, I, I mean, come on. Shay is literally like, you stole this man from me and you are out here fucking swiping on dudes right. like what the fuck lola you are oh. it's like you are drowning in dicks right now and you're looking for more what are you doing 
Lola reveals that she's secretly insecure about losing Tiny, so she wants to make sure that she knows that other guys are out there. Shay and Goldie agree with Tiny, which prompts Lola to mic drop, maybe I should only ask girls that have actually been in a relationship. Ooh. Bitch. <laughs> oh my god. Like, why, why are people friends with Lola? Why? I don't know. I don't know. I used to be kind of a Lola, though. I always had one foot out the door in relationships. Mm. I don't really know why, but I always did until my recent relationship. And now I'm, I can't think of any other guy I'd ever want to be with. So it's kind of weird. I feel like I spent most of my life like that. Yeah. Oh, oh is Johnny listening? Aww. Happy Father's Day, no, Johnny, to I'm your kitty. Sh- <laughs> I very much doubt he listens to this. I've never asked. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, you've never asked him to listen? No. Uh, I know he doesn't watch Degrassi, but he'd probably still think it was funny. Yeah. I don't. I just don't like directly ask people to listen. I'm mm. like, I don't. I don't want to get denied. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why you've always had one foot out the door of your relationships, oh, Jesse, because yeah. you're afraid of denial. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I'm the exact opposite. Where like. I well I mean not that I haven't been like that for the past three years that I've been single but I feel like I I honest to god I, I like fall in love with dudes within two weeks mm-hmm. and then I and then I chill out like but for two weeks I am like oh my god I'm right. obsessed and then those two weeks happen and I'm like oh okay <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm actually okay I'm fine yeah I'm I definitely uh catch feelings way too fast too so mm, <laughs> but yeah. then but yeah but then they wouldn't I don't know, they'd be strong feelings, but just never strong enough for me to like not check out other guys and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but if I was in an actual relationship, which she literally is, right. I definitely wouldn't be on Tinder. Like I've mm. never, I've had Tinder for, you know, three years that I've been single and I've never deleted it because again, I mostly, I, I get so frustrated when it's like you're coming across the same people over and over and over again mm. because they've deleted the app and then come back and it's like, why don't you just keep it and not use it? Right. Like, what are you, you know what I mean? What is mm. the big deal? Because I don't want to, ha- like I've already done all the work swiping. I don't want to have to <laughs> delete and then go back and swipe through a bunch of dudes that I already swiped through because then inevitably, I know that this happened to my friend Marianne where she um has deleted and then she comes back and then she ends up matching with some dude and she's like oh fuck I already slept with him and it's like <laughs> yeah if you just if you just didn't delete it in the first place and just ignored it then you wouldn't be having this problem right. you know Jeez. so now we're in the hallway and Zoe approaches Winston demanding that he tell her why she didn't get a call back uh she then insults him by saying that his jokes <laughs> that he wrote were not even funny um <laughs> And that they obviously have chemistry because he's wanted a piece of her action since day one. <laughs> Again, very professional, Zoe. It's like, uh, maybe that's why you aren't a working actor anymore. <laughs> because you do do that to like every director who doesn't give you a part. Is that what it is? Didn't she go back like in, um, not Next Class, but Next Generation? I feel like she might have done something like this already. Like gone and demanded a role. Oh, probably. I think, I think so. Yeah, she's, that's her problem is that like she really needs, um, I mean, I, she obviously doesn't have a publicist or anything in this Degrassi uh, venue. I don't know. Mm. Was, I mean, she seemed to have mostly given up on acting. Like she barely yeah. does it. Yeah, but she, but she's really invested in doing it on a school level, like to the point yeah. where she's like about ready to murder people. She doesn't get the part she wants, but like she's not going to do it professionally. I, I don't know. But yeah, really, she just needs some, she needs a coach to be like, hey, 
you can't do that. <laughs> that's I not mean, how that's not how getting parts works. Apparently she can. <laughs> I mean, I get yeah, I mean, well, this this let's be real, Jesse, this way didn't work. Her, her next her next choice works. This choice didn't work. However, she shouldn't do what she did with Winston with adult directors. That that would be bad. Um <laughs> anyways, Winston tells her that Esme is magnetic on stage because Ooh. she sold the sexual assault, I mean, sexual tension <laughs> bit, that Zoe didn't. Yeah. I, and isn't it really funny that, like, Winston is all, like, uh, Esme is just amazing. Like, you know, after what he saw Esme do to Miles. Oh, yeah, true. And yet I didn't Winston... Even think about that. That's what I'm saying. Like, Winston knows Esme is fucking bonkers Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. And yet he's like, sorry, she just pops on stage. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I didn't think about that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's weird, like, to write, direct, and act in your own, sh- like, story and choose who you're going to like have this awkward sexual tension bit with like yeah it's weird to me <laughs> that's a good point like oh i didn't think about like man okay damn it winston it's just creepy it is like he there's a lot of incel action going on this episode yeah like he really did use this as a means to well get a kiss from somebody and it was like <laughs> yeah. winston you don't gotta do it like that but I also think, I mean, I think, again, it's also an episode of bad continuity because I think that Winston would have not wanted to work with Esme based on right. what she did to Miles. Like, I just, before being honest. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I guess a kiss is a kiss. And that's all that's important to Winston because <laughs> he apparently is desperate. Uh, so we're to the bathroom and Grace is having an existential crisis about wearing all black. Maya immediately wonders if she's worrying about a guy. But Grace is deeper than that. (laughs) Is she missing out on things because people are judging her? Grace, who never cared about what people thought in the past, is suddenly all consumed with how she is viewed. But then Maya goes on to say, But at the end of the day, you're happy with who you are, right, Grace? She half-heartedly agrees. She's just kind of like, Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Yeah. Once again, like, well, it sucks because, you know, like, we know as an audience that the reason why Grace is really upset is because she's, like, she's wondering if her appearance is pushing people away and she's got, she's not going to have anybody around when she dies. Like, right. I think that that's what Grace is really worried about. It's not, mm. it's not that she doesn't like wearing all black. She's just like, oh, my God, what if I end up alone when I die? Mm. But obviously. Yeah. But she does have, like, her core group of friends likes her for who she is. So Right, right. You know, trying to impress other people with, you know, if, if that's what she likes, her that's her style, trying to change that for other people seems kind of like she doesn't really have to because she does have this group of friends. Right. Yeah, no, it doesn't really... It's just, this episode is odd for Grace, in my opinion, because Mm. it's like, she's always been so sure of herself, and she does have a core group of friends, and she is, like, you know, she even says in the beginning of the episode, like, oh, I guess I can learn to get along with a few more people. It's like, she clearly isn't into having a lot of people around her, which is fine, so it's weird that Boz really, like, fucked her up. I, you know, I do that mostly, like, very dark clothes, if not all black. I've had black hair for 
over 10 years. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, it's like as long as I can remember. You know, and I do think, like, personally, I like to dress like Grace. I like to dress kind of, like, tougher than I actually am, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. a leather jacket and all the black and all that stuff. But for me, I don't think it's to push people away. Like, I think it's more to find my people because mm. that's, like, that's, you know, I generally get along with people who are more, like, punk or, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of style and that kind of, like, interest. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's... And the people who actually like me, like, wouldn't care about how I dress. Mm-hmm. So... But, you know, I also like to like to wear, like, a nice dress, like a cute dress mm-hmm. every once in a while. But for the most right. part, it's just, like, that kind of tough look. <laughs> usually, usually when uh, when I show up wearing a cute dress and we're like, we're going to go out in Brattleboro, Vermont in cute dresses. <laughs> and we're, like, literally, we look as if we're going to a ball compared to yeah. <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> yeah, then we go to Arkham and it's, like, <laughs> ridiculous, which is a super divey bar in my town. I don't think anybody showered here in months. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. People do not shower that often in Brattleboro. That's for no. sure. <laughs> yeah, when I, did, when I did dye my hair and the hair, hairstylist was like, um, so I know this is hard for a lot of people, but like it's really better if you don't wash it all that often. And I was like, oh, don't worry. I never shower. <laughs> it's fine. And like that was so funny about the picture that uh, my friend Marianne posted me on Facebook the other day. And Bethany was like, oh, my God, your hair still looks so good. And I was like, because I never wash it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that dye's going to stay there forever. <laughs> uh, I mean, anyway. it's technically good to not wash your hair that much. Right, like, right. The oils are good the for oils. It. But, like, and also, if you, like, shower less, your body tends to, like, compensate for that and, like, give you less grease and stuff like that. Oh. It's supposed to, anyways. I don't know. I have, see, I have bangs and they get greasy, but everything else stays. Yeah, no, I feel the same way that, like, my, the top of my head never really looks that greasy. It's always my bangs that that look the Mm -hmm. greasiest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (sighs) But, no, that's true. Because we think back to, like, um... Grace's like uh beginning entry into Degrassi she was in like the Misfits Club essentially like Mm -hmm. the kids with problematic behavior which is interesting because again I they never really go into like what Grace um did as like a bad kid besides like maybe she was like a hacker or something I'm not really sure yeah I remember her hacking in like couple hacking storylines yeah so I think that was her thing um, but really, when we first met her, her, Zig, and Tiny were all kind of like goth, mm-hmm. you know? Do you remember that? So yeah. um, at the time, they all, like the people she did hang out with were all dressed like that. Now, of course, Maya, and but, but that was because Maya got put into the, the naughty kids room. <laughs> um, and she was very concerned as a blonde haired, blue eyed, little straight edge. And she's like, what's going on? All right, so next we're in a classroom with just Esme. She is studying for a test, and Zoe enters, demanding that Esme show her how she auditioned, slamming the book closed that Esme is studying from. So again, I'm just going to say, I I believe that you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Um, Zoe is never taking that approach. Uh, They go back and forth with Winston's creepy lines until Zoe gives Esme a real kiss. 
Esme admits that if Zoe had just kissed Winston like she was kissing Esme, she would have gotten that part for sure. Uh, Zoe's panties can be heard hitting the floor as everyone in Esme's class is waiting by the door watching the hot lesbo action. <laughs> Boz in the front, most likely living... Always. Oh, and, and, yes. Boz <laughs> in the front, most likely living in Boner City. Um, I would imagine, because he's just like, yeah. huh? What's going on? Oh. I, like, I, what, it's also funny that those kids all entered silently. <laughs> Mm-hmm. or maybe they always do they always turn around to a huge yeah. group of people <laughs> i'm like when, when, when do kids ever enter silently but okay man esme that little fucking cock tease <laughs> yeah she's she's totally baiting her with this like it's ridiculous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and again that's why i think i think at the end of the day esme probably does think that zoe is attractive mm-hmm. She just probably thinks she's a bitch. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, she wouldn't date her. But also, she can't, like, Zoe doesn't have anything to give her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, maybe if Zoe was still on a TV show, Esme might be like, oh, I'll date you. Right. You know what I mean? But I, but I, yeah. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. I'm just making, I'm making up fucking plot lines for Degrassi <laughs> right now. That would be a good one, though. Yeah. If, if, if Zoe was back on a, if it, on a TV show and Esme, like dated her in order to ooh that would be a great fucking plot line <laughs> let's let's just let's start like contact all the actors and we'll make that episode happen and then we'll sell it back to just write some fan fiction <gasps> fanfic <laughs> oh i thought only like creepy people did that because oh, yeah. then i'm gonna like i'm gonna write myself into it as a 30 year old and <laughs> in in fucking degrassi you're, where i'm the teacher yeah you're the uh theater teacher i'm a theater teacher and i end up having an affair with winston (laughs) or i call him winnie the chew oh my god i would Uh, i would love to um have bonus episodes where we read degrassi fan fiction oh my god (gasps) we should do that oh my god wait no this is this is this is this is the the episode it's me as as the theater teacher and and i've baited winnie the chew and (laughs) <laughs> we're keeping in mind that these actors are of age yeah. they're not they are not okay so let's let before i get the police called on me <laughs> i'm just envisioning it's like we kiss and then i'm like winnie the chew you know what i want you to call me and he's like do i have to and i'm like you know and he's like piglet <laughs> and i'm like yes <laughs> all right <laughs> that's your fan fiction that's your uh i know (laughs) speak your truth (laughs) yes call me piglet (laughs) (laughs) oh yes anyways that because that's probably what we'd be called as as our power couple name would be uh, (laughs) wendy the chew and piglet (laughs) anyways Anyways, okay, I guess I've already begun writing fan fiction, so I'm a creep. My bad. All right, so now we're in the hallway, and Grace approaches Zig and Tiny in a hot pink dress, looking cute as fuck, but very uncomfortable. Mm. She's trying to act natural, but the boys are V-confused about her look, which prompts Grace to tell them to go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you know, maybe your words are what is pushing people away more than your clothing, girl. Um... Zig chases after her and apologizes, even though he's probably not sure what he's apologizing for, but he's well-trained by Maya. <laughs> uh, they establish that it's been a while since they've actually talked because of the cheating, but Zig says that 
if that look is the new Grace, then that's cool with him. But the old Grace was awesome too. Oh. <laughs> Grace admits that she's mad that she's caring what other people think. And she gets close to realizing that she's ultimately worried that she will have pushed everyone away and it will be too late. Um, like, so it was like she almost told Zig, mm-hmm. I'm dying. Like, she almost did, but then she cut herself off. Um, Zig tells Grace that she always does her own thing and that's what he loves about her. This is exactly what Grace needed to hear and now they can be friends again. <laughs> and I think that was sweet that he's, you know, reassuring her that he likes her the way she is. And Yeah. You know, which is also, she has a crush on him. So that's I'm what sure I'm saying, like, what's so fascinating about this is that uh, she alluded that she had a crush on zig but like Mm. other than that even in even in the degrassi next generation they never had a plot line alluding to her having a crush on zig so like this is the first time but i think that also shows it goes to show you how much she ignores it and doesn't put any stock into it you know um but yeah this definitely is like oh she legit has a crush on zig yeah at one point she puts her head on her head on his mm-hmm. shoulder and then she's like oh and like snaps out yeah. of it yeah yeah i'm like girl get it get that boy mm. get them arms but yeah she's uh she's ready for some revenge though <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah right and what she say nothing i can't handle or no one i can't handle or whatever anyways <laughs> so skipping ahead to i'm assuming is the school principal's off or sorry the school president's office yeah um Zoe can't believe she kissed Esme, to which Tristan is like, LOL, I can. Uh, Zoe then declares that anyone can turn anyone on, and she uses all of her acting power that she should have used on Winston to try to seduce Tristan. Uh, and again, so gross. Ugh, I hated no. it. That's the thing is like, so clearly, Zoe, you can act, mm-hmm. and you know how to do this. Right. You can try to seduce Tristan, <laughs> but you can't try to seduce Winston. Okay. Anyways, again, Tristan is like, LOL, no. Zoe then spews a bunch of stereotypical reasons about why she can't be a lesbian because, you know, she's always pictured her life with long hair. <laughs> um, and Tristan tries to convince her that she can have all those things and be happy, but she says that she doesn't want to be like Tristan. She wants to be normal. Or, I, or Norma, as I accidentally <laughs> typed it first. <laughs> she wants to be Norma. Um, Tristan is done with her closeted sexuality and homophobia. Bye, bitch. Uh, the breakup we've all been waiting for. Zoe lays down on the couch hard and somehow irritates her curling iron burn. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Um, so I thought this was interesting, um, an interesting use of self-harm because it's like not the typical cutting yourself that they show on TV a lot. Like mm. it kind of shows a different form of it. Like just poking at a wound is actually like something a lot like people do, mm-hmm. you know, or exact, you know, pick at their wounds and keep them open. You know, there's definitely so oh, many yeah, ways yeah, to yeah, self-harm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm glad they're showing, like, a slightly different angle. I, I don't know, like, where it goes from here. And, like, if she keeps doing this type of self-harm or cuts or not, I can't remember. But Yeah, probably because they already did the, they already did the, you know, quote-unquote stereotypical cutting. Um, right. Like, the, what we think of as, like, the main, like, when we think of self-harm, I think that's what most people think mm. of. Um, so right. since that's already been a plot line on Degrassi, they had to mix it up. 
Which is good. Which is good. Exactly. All right. So now we're in the hallway hangout place, you know, like one of the 75 hallway hangout places. <laughs> um, and Lola comes up to Frankie and grabs her phone uh, out of her hand to search for Tinder. And Frankie's like, what the fuck? Are we friends? <laughs> um, and Lola, who we all know was never woke, tells Frankie that she's not going to stop talking to her just because she's a little bit racist. Because <laughs> uh, really, truly, Lola, you're a little bit racist, too. Because right. um, I would assume, I don't think Shay's talked to Frankie since. Yeah, I doubt it. It seemed like they were on the outs. At the end of the day, it like... If everything had blown over, Shay would still be mad mm-hmm. at Frankie, but Lola would be like, oh, it's fine. You can play <laughs> on the team. I'll be friends with you. Right. Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> Truly, Lola's life motto is, I'm not going to stop talking to you just because you're a little bit racist. <laughs> that is 1,000% who Lola is as a person. Lola's confused that Frankie deleted Tinder on her own accord and not because Jonah forced her to. Frankie can't imagine being with anyone else. While Lola is just waiting for Tiny to dump her at any moment. And he should because she sucks. That's just my opinion. Anyways, <laughs> after realizing that Tiny is literally within earshot of the oh whole conversation, <laughs> she decides to break up with him via text. Uh, also, did you note the last thing that uh, he had sent to her was, thank you, my Lola Colada. A little <laughs> drink emoji. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Tiny loves a nickname. We already know that um tiny is pissed he then also realizes that lola is right fucking next to him (laughs) and he confronts her i thought that was so funny it was like she sees him and she's like perfect he's right there let me text him right and then he like stands up looks around like, oh she's right there really this is what you're gonna do it's like did you you just noticed yeah you just noticed you didn't hear your girlfriend's like you know when you're with if you're that close to somebody you know Mm -hmm. and you heard their voice you'd be like oh you know yeah but no he was very all consumed apparently doing whatever he was doing and lola was really good at whispering i guess so but like i feel like you text your breakup to avoid the confrontation she did not avoid that oh no exactly And I love that she she sent it and was like three, two, one. <laughs> well, that's what that was his his he had that like that clown uh, horn noise for his. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I hate that one. The guy that I'm dating has that fucking thing. I'm like, oh, why does it always be? Like, oh no. Yeah, it's not cute. Anyways, yeah. So I guess what I'm confused about is that I thought like, they they never showed them making up like. Mm-hmm. But apparently, at the end of the day, Tiny was like, you know what? It's fine. You have Tinder, and it's okay. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they, clearly they'd been texting, and it was cute. And, like, he was shocked that she broke up with him. Right. So that was the weird thing about it is that they he apparently, after the aftermath of it, was like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You can have Tinder. Right. It's fine. So next we're in, like, another hangout spot that I was trying so to figure. so many lounges. They're, yeah. So they were at a table in this hangout spot, but, like, the background window shows, like, the inside of the cafeteria, I think. Uh, so I, I don't know. Anyways. So apparently you can watch the the lunch ladies cook. I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, maybe that's when the kids get cafeteria duty as a punishment. You can, like, watch them through the window and laugh. I don't I don't know. Um, so Tristan is, is sitting and studying at one of these other lounge areas. I'm not Tristan, sorry. Miles is sitting in one of these lounge areas studying. Um, and Zoe comes up looking for Tristan. Uh, but Miles doesn't know where he is. 
but he does know that Tristan is angry at her. He tells Zoe that he used to care what everyone thought of him, but if you care too much about what people think, you end up hurting yourself. Zoe pulls her sleeve down to cover the burn that she isn't even showing. <laughs> um, which I thought was, it was so very similar to um, when uh, when Esme, like, you know, at, was pretending like she tried to kill herself. Mm. And it was like, what? So, Miles, you're not going to notice that Zoe pulled her sleeve down? <laughs> you're not going to notice that? Right. But you notice when Esme had her bandages? Come on now. Um, but yeah, I was like, Zoe, Zoe's burn is like literally on her upper wrist. And like, it wasn't even showing, no. but she was like, let me cover this. Let me cover this. Zoe can't rely on people liking her for her because no one likes her for her. (laughs) But let's be, because she's not a very nice person. But she's wrong, though, because Winston really likes her. Uh, But he didn't give her a callback because he thought it would be too weird working with her. Uh, Because it wouldn't be weird working with Esme, apparently. Anyways, uh, Winston only likes Zoe because she looks exactly the same as Frankie. And that's my opinion. Um, because they're <laughs> the same person, according to me. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I think. I think because Zoe is Frankie's twin. That's why. That's why he likes her. Anyways. <laughs> so, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, Miles is surrounded by people who love him the way he is. And like with Grace, that's kind of like what she doesn't realize she has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, it's good advice. Be that's kind of like an overall theme on here is like be who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> Next, we're at the picnic tables outside of the school because no one has glasses today. Not a not a <laughs> damn single person. Like Esme almost had a class. The bell rang. She was studying. There was no teacher in that room, but no. they had a class in there. Um. Anyways. Uh, Lola is already swiping away on Tinder and she found a replacement for Tiny that looks exactly like him uh, but with a red streak mohawk I'm calling him Red Tiny <laughs> uh, he wants to grab a burger but gross Lola doesn't get burgers with guys she gets pizza from guys um, however this guy is like 99% of the guys on real Tinder and asks for a pizza that booty <laughs> uh, Lola is feeling like she made a huge mistake yeah I think she did Oh yeah, she's fucking dumb. <laughs> and what's it's it's funny because I mean, really, I think if Tiny was on Tinder, he would be saying shit like that. Yeah, can I get a pizza that? Like, you know what I mean? Like he, although weirdly in season two, he's been a lot more. Like I think it has to be in juxtaposed to Lola being a fucking idiot because um, Tiny has been consistently offering bad advice to Zig. Right. You know, so it was like almost as if once he got with Lola, the writers were like, well, we can't have them both be fucking stupid. <laughs> I know, so, Tiny's gone back and forth from like a good guy to a bad guy. Well, not mm-hmm. like a bad guy, but like a guy with really bad takes on things. A guy with really bad advice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now like the, so far all of season two, he's been very, uh, very um, level headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it, for me, it's like Lola, honey. This this shouldn't be. If you've been on Tinder, that shouldn't be the first dude who was like, "Can I get a pizza that booty?" Like, right. dudes have been like that. So I don't know. But it was also funny because she like when he was like, "Let's get a burger," she's like, "Can't have school." Right? Doesn't he have send school? me pizza? That's what I'm saying. Like she like he goes to a school across town. Doesn't he have school? I I, I, I mean yeah. technically like, when she is- doesn't have school either because. <laughs> She's she's in the outside, lounge, outside, not going to class. Like yeah, 
she hasn't been to class once they're always outside anyways but yeah apparently that guy was he was he was already gonna skip so whatevs uh we're back in the hallway uh grace now has a black sweatshirt over her pink dress (laughs) um and she approaches boz with a boo she then insults him as hard and as fast as when he approached her in the first place he admits that he was negging her which has or which was advised by the book he is reading the pursuit um so i couldn't find that book online is that I know they might have just like um, made one up. <clears throat> okay, because I was gonna say like I know that there is definitely books with. There's a this, bunch of them. Yeah. Oh, the game. That's the big one. Ah, uh, that's probably what this was. A yeah. Yeah. This is probably what it was. Um. So I wrote down the definition for negging. Yeah. It is an act of emotional manipulation whereby a person makes a deliberate backhanded compliment or otherwise flirtatious remark to another person to undermine their confidence and increase their need to oh sorry increase their need of the manipulator's approval which in my opinion is kind of what maya that's what i was gonna say maya was negging her too (laughs) yeah so good job friends yeah negging is the worst (laughs) oh yeah yeah because i remember there was a the tv show what was the tv show pickup artist that's what it was called okay yeah and where mystery wears stupid hats and teaches nerds how to land women (laughs) Like, oh my god i need to watch you think that's on anything i'd actually like really love i to hope watch so i'd love to watch it because <laughs> that's the thing is like that guy was fucking weird as shit looking oh, how was yeah. he getting mad pussy i don't understand <laughs> like this doesn't make any sense jesus i know if if a dude with a giant like feather hat came up and started insulting me i'd be like <laughs> get the fuck out of here what are you doing <laughs> oh like, my god you're already a, the you already aren't a catch with that stupid hat <laughs> right like even if you were attractive like oh my god aye, aye, it's aye. like worse than a fedora yeah <laughs> so anyway she gets in boz's face and she tells him that if he likes a girl he should talk to her like a human person he then runs off and she throws the book at him <laughs> Zig is impressed uh, as he happens to be walking by and everyone becomes very uncomfortable that the three of them are all standing next to each other. <laughs> like at the end of that scene, they're all like, <laughs> Lola is trying to talk to Tiny, um, but he zings her with, just text me. <laughs> I was like, good on you, Tiny. Um, she tries to prove to Tiny that he is more important than any app by deleting Tinder. Lola gets as deep as a one-on-one on The Bachelor and admits that ever since her mom left, she's been afraid of people leaving her. So that's why she had Tinder. They kiss and make up, right as red tiny Anton shows up and tells Lola all Tinder girls are the same. Tiny tells him he should go. He hands Lola the pizza and she like totally like, <laughs> Like, you know, it's that. <laughs> yeah. He like hands her the picture, a pizza, and she's like, <laughs> um... Anyways, and then begins beating the shit out of Tiny. Um, Clearly, this homeboy has real issues. Uh, A teacher breaks up the fight while also looking like, whoa, there's two Tinies. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what she's like, whoa. Um, And Red Tiny runs off uh with but not before making some like weird hand gestures yeah that, that was my favorite part <laughs> it looks like he wants to like flip them off but he can't because it's a kid's show so he's just like hands i don't uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know and tiny is sent to the office 
Um, but also before I noticed the continuity error, I noticed that there it's weird because there's two boys of color in the background, right? One in the gray shirt and then there's, um, uh, his little friend next to him. Mm. And then the principal is all like, they're like, oh my God, what just happened? And then like another random white teacher mm-hmm. is like, you're coming with me. And I was like, wait a minute. Cause like, I remember the character arc for tiny and lola and anything but i'm like i'm like wait why are those kids being punished <laughs> why are those kids in the background being punished I, and i mean i'm assuming it's because the, the kid in the gray shirt teleported but <laughs> they i didn't notice that that they were so the teacher went up and got them in trouble yeah like it's like the same time the same time that i know i rewatched the scene again and again because i was i, I was watching the hand gestures to be honest i was like <laughs> yes. ah, i love these hand gestures <laughs> um so that's what i kept re- that. yeah that's what i kept re-watching but I, that's when i noticed first it was i'm like wait a minute first i noticed i was like wait a minute why is the there's a teacher in the background who's like trying to get the two kids of color like to the print like you know he's like Girl, get inside like that's what it looks like he's doing um because the kid in the gray shirt's like huh mm-hmm. but like so that was my first thought was like racist why are the why is he escorting those two kids to the principal's office what's going on but then i was like oh my god gray shirt kid he's in both he's somehow there and there at the same time oh my god anyways it was a I, that's why i wrote like like in half a page because i was like oh my god it's amazing <laughs> I, love um, this part. I know i would it was all because of the hand gestures all because oh, of the hand gestures red so tiny <laughs> they were so good and it was like i can't flip you off we're on my kids show <laughs> So we're, I guess, I guess it's after school now, yeah. unless they're having, unless they're having callbacks into school hours. I don't know. Nobody ever leaves the school either. <laughs> um, we're back in the school gym and Winston is confused as to why Zoe is crashing the callbacks that have already ended. She tries to beat around the bush at first, but then confronts Winston's actual crush on her. Winston spouts off a few superficial reasons as to why he likes her, similarly to why he likes Frankie, to mm. be honest. He's like, you have pretty hair. I don't um, <laughs> And then Zoe kisses him because they both like each other. Right. Winston asks Winston asks if she's his girlfriend now. And man, I just, I wish it was that easy in real right? life, you know. But Zoe is like, yeah. <laughs> and then looks wistfully away as they hug. Because um, girl, you done goofed. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a lot just to get a part in a really shitty variety show. Oh my God. I know. And it, it it's like, I think on Zoe's part, I don't think she realized that, um, I don't think she realized that that would end in boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she thought she was going to walk in there and she was, she's like, all right, I'm going to kiss him because he likes me. And so therefore, you know, I can like boys. If he likes me, I can like, you know what I mean? Like, I think she was going in there trying to convince herself that she can like boys. Mm -hmm. Um, But then what was so funny about it is because then he was like, so we're boyfriend and girlfriend now? And she was like, oh, fuck. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and and, and truthfully, it would have been totally reasonable to be like, you know, I just want to take things slow. Like, that would have been totally reasonable but yeah to just go full force ahead like yeah i guess so it's like well you done goofed zoe you done goofed so now we're outside the principal's office and lola is anxiously waiting for tiny outside uh he's being suspended for fighting zero tolerance but don't worry baby lola will fix this That's a pretty pretty quick scene. Yeah, because we get we do get to we Lola does start to become woke Lola mm-hmm. um, in the next few episodes, but 
we have not gotten there yet. She's finally realizing that. But yeah, no one, uh, no one cared that he just got punched in the face and was defending himself. <laughs> like, no, exactly. It wasn't even a I mean, kid who went to the school. That's what I'm saying. It that was the problem is that like there was no. It was just zero tolerance. So I think a lot of schools do have a zero tolerance. And it's like, but that's not fair. Right. That's not fair because he literally was uh, sucker punched. Right. Yeah. Just defending himself. But apparently that doesn't matter. So we're in the student council office again. I don't know. It's like Tristan has his own private yeah, office. But nice. then there's like a student council room. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Esme enters the student council office, making it seem like Winston offered her the part first, but then gave it to Zoe without telling Esme. Like, it's, that, this, isn't that what it seemed like? Yeah. Like, Esme came in kind of like, I'm here for rehearsals. And he was like, oh, <laughs> Guess, shit. Yeah. Should have told you. So he then reveals that Esme didn't actually get the part. Zoe thanks Esme for all the advice. Wink. Uh, Winston runs to grab his script while Tristan is like, oh my fucking God, what the fuck? <laughs> Zoe, you little slut. Trist- Tristan challenges her and Winston as a couple, but Zoe insists that she is going to be the person that she wants to be and that Winston likes the very best, very best version of her, which is what will make her happy. Whatever the fuck that means. The best version of her, which isn't gay. <laughs> exactly because <laughs> like, yeah, that's Zoe. That, that was funny. Like that's So what Miles told her was like, Miles, who was bisexual, mm-hmm. was like, be whoever you want to be. And she's like, perfect. I want to be straight. Right. So I'm going to be straight. Oh, uh, lordy, lordy. Um, Winston comes back with a brilliant plan of Degrassi cheerleaders, a retrospective. Again, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I don't know how you come up with that plan. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, what is the story there? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. But they're like, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> Um, anyways, Esme walks her sexy ass past the student council room as Zoe watches and starts flicking her curling iron burn a la Ellie Nash. (laughs) The episode ends on a sad girl song. So I said, uh, theme wise was mostly being true to yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, mine was like hiding your most authentic self. So like Mm -hmm. essentially we wrote the same thing, just one as a positive, one as a negative. I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, Grace isn't being true to herself with this hot pink nightmare she comes to school in. I thought that dress was cute. Uh, she looked cute. I I didn't think it looked right. I mean, didn't. I don't know. I think it, had she paired it with like a nice leather jacket, yeah, I think it would have looked better. Yeah. But just by itself, it was too much in my opinion. She yeah, she could have uh, definitely, she could have rocked it. She could have rocked it in a way that was her, like a combination mm-hmm. of who she thinks she like maybe wants to be versus who she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Zoe will not admit that she's a lesbian to the point where now she's dating someone she's not even attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I don't know how Lola really fits into there. Like, she thinks she's being true to herself by keeping Tinder, but it's really just because of her mother that she's keeping Tinder. Yeah, I think that's why I was like, I mean... She's yeah. She's hiding. She's hiding that she's afraid. Like basically, tr- truthful Lola. True Lola is insecure, mm-hmm. essentially, and she's hiding that she is. Like she's right. not. She's not being her most authentic self, which is showing tiny flaws and all. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think the idea that when you're when you're first dating somebody, I think everyone, you know, myself included, we're all trying to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're not we're not trying to like look. I don't fart in my sleep. Nope, definitely <laughs> don't. Don't do that. Um, but then once you like get down to being with somebody for a while, then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm a fucking mess. Right? <laughs> we're all fucking mess. Like I've I've joked with my friends that like basically all dating is is trying to hide your crazy like <laughs> until you get to a certain point and then you can let a little bit of your crazy out you know what I mean like you can't you cannot let the crazy out too soon yeah yeah because we're all we're all crazy we want <laughs> oh, everyone sure. everyone we're all crazy we all have our weird our weird quirks and mm-hmm. everything but it's yeah it's a matter of like not showing too much too soon yeah <laughs> yeah being like us where you're just like immediately like oh <laughs> I know. This guy's perfect for me. Like, oh my god, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to show that very much. (laughs) I know it sucks because sometimes, like, I'll be on a first date and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to let the crazy out, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, just things that come up, um, things that just come up because Mm -hmm. they come up. People will be like, "Oh, like, where do your where do your parents live?" I'm like, "They don't live." Oh my god, wait. I remember, no, I think, I don't think I've mentioned this. I was dating a guy a while back. I think we'd been on like three dates or something like that. Mm. And I had said something like, um, I was talking about, I said one of my moms. And I mean, when I say one of my moms, I mean, because I babysit. So Mm. like one of the moms I babysit for, but I often just say one of my moms. Mm -hmm. So I was like, one of my moms did this. And he was like, what do you mean one of your moms? Do you have two moms? And I was like, Oh, no, I mean one of the moms I babysit for. I don't have two moms. Actually, I don't have any moms because she's dead. (laughs) I was like, why did I just say that? (laughs) Ah! Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, I can't wait for the next... The next first date I go on. They're like, so tell me about your family. Where does your family live? Well, I know. I get, yeah. I did get that as I babysat a family that I hadn't been with since I've been gone. I was in New Hampshire for so long and then they just didn't need me. Mm. So a family that I haven't babysat in like a month and a half. And their kids, the two older girls are like weirdly obsessed with death. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know. They're just, they ha- they, they're just very curious. And it's not like they're they're not being mean-spirited about it. But so, you know, I, got, I, I thought I was like, I got them all to bed. This is great. I'm putting the last, like the nine-year-old, getting her ready to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then she comes out with like the, so where, where's your family? Is your, and then she knows, she's like, you know what I mean? She's, like, she's asking questions like she already knows. She's mm-hmm. like, is your mom alive? I'm like, no. And she's like, what about your dad? And I was like, no. Oh. So what happened? <laughs> but you know what, and like, I'm trying to be as, you know, answer as childlike as possible right you know what i mean like so it makes sense it's not scary and overstep your boundaries right like i'm not trying to tell her anything that's like scary i got asked by keegan keegan's my nephew the other day why i had armpit hair oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like because it grows there he's like are you a boy (laughs) no and then what did he say um why don't i have armpit hair i'm like because you're a kid I'm sitting here like, what are my boundaries here? Right. Like, what, what do his, you know his parents? Oh, I know, right. Want to talk about things like not following gender roles and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, I could, I could go into it. Right, but. I know, and that's the funny thing is because like I do, I do go back and forth with that. Whether it's like, yeah, I want, I want kids to know my beliefs because at the end of the day, I feel like my beliefs were the best beliefs. Um, <laughs> but it was so fun. I was, I was playing My Little Pony. 
um, with a girl I babysit the other day. She's five. And we had the little the little po- ponies. And they're all girls, right? So mm. she wanted to get, she wanted to have a, little, a My Little Pony marriage. And um, she's like, so we're going to say this one's a boy. And I was like, you know that that doesn't have to be a boy, that two girls can get married, right? And she right. was like, well, they, they can't. And I was like, no, but they can. And she's like, well, they, well, they can't. The, po- the they can't. I was like, they, so you're saying they can't in Equestria because that's where they, My Little Ponies live in Equestria. <laughs> and she's like, yes, it's not allowed in Equestria. And I was like, well, can My Pony lobby to change the laws of Equestria? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, literally having this conversation with a five year old. And I was like, I think My Pony would like to change the laws in Equestria so that two girl ponies can get married. And she's like, well, we're not playing that right now. We're just playing this pony's a boy. And I was like, okay, fine. But I was like, you know that in real life, two boys can get married and two girls can get married, right? You know that, right? right. And she was like, yes, I know that. But for th- for these ponies right now, it's not allowed. And I was like, okay, great. Just just making sure, Christ. Um, but then it was funny because one of my Facebook friends, he said that, I, I, I haven't seen this episode, but he said that there are two girl ponies on My Little Pony that are dating. Stay mad about it. Oh. Um, so, and that's when I prompted to, I was like, oh my God, I just had this conversation. So gay marriage is legal in Equestria. Oh my God. Um, so basically once I see that five-year-old, oh boy, she better, she better sit the fuck down it's because on. get ready, girlfriend. Ooh, it's legal. And ooh, it's happening. I'll have to find that episode in particular and make her watch it. Just be like, you want to watch My Little Pony today? I've got a special episode for you to watch. (laughs) In your face, six-year-old. I told you, bitch. I told you. (laughs) Two girl ponies can get married in Equestria. (laughs) All right. We've kind of gone completely away from the episode at this point. We, you know, we're both guilty. (laughs) But I will say that that has pertained to Happy Pride. Yeah. My Pony wants to change the laws of Equestria. It's a kind of a interesting uh, homophobic angle to this episode during Pride. Yeah, yeah. I'm So I'm just going to put it out there that My Pony, Princess Celestia, <laughs> she's probably going to become a Congress horse. <laughs> a Congress pony, I guess. They're all ponies. That's it. She'll become the first, the first Congress pony to lobby for gay marriage. Thanks for listening, guys, and thanks for being patient with us and waiting for us as we as we deal with our life's problems. Um, and join us next week, hopefully, <laughs> whenever we record. Um, join us for the next episode. How about that? Which we'll be talking about season two, episode five, hashtag throwback Thursday. Oh. Can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, so what should we slightly spoil it that next week we're going to have a uh, Next Generation reunion? Woo! <laughs> I can't wait. All right, well, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And um, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we're across social media at A Social Disease. Woo! Bye, guys. Bye. And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack. And Carly Joe Gear. And this has been A Social Disease Podcast. Thanks for listening.